This is Love Marriage Again with Dr. Siobhan, the place where wives are empowered to embrace their marriage and feel completely in love with their husbands again. If you are a wife looking to create a happier marriage by transforming yourself, you've come to the right place. Here you will be inspired to fully accept your husband, be in control of your own happiness, and create a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Now, let's get to the work of loving your marriage again. Well, hello there. It is Dr. Siobhan. I am back with you. How are you? I am excited to sit down at this mic again and talk with you about the again part of loving your marriage again. What a fun topic, right? So this podcast is Love Your Marriage Again which assumes that there was some point when you did love your marriage, right? So that is the case. I know for many, many of you, when you got married, you really didn't have many doubts. You felt like this was a great match, that you were thrilled to be committing your life to spend together. And, you know, things happen. And maybe you're hoping to be back in that place again. I also know, interestingly enough, I've had a few clients who, when I asked them about when was the marriage amazing, when did it feel like the right thing for them to be in, and they have a hard time coming up with an answer. And what I want to offer, if that is your experience, is keep looking, keep digging. And the reason I say this is because over time, when we have habitual patterns of thinking, it begins to shape not only our current reality, but our perspective and take on a past reality. And so it is highly possible that if you've been feeling stuck in your marriage for quite some time, if you've been in this space of not really truly being happy with your partner, that the current state of things can distort how you view the past, that you then view the past with such a negative lens of like, well... They were always like this, and I never really liked it, right? If that's a story you've been telling yourself, you have to also ask yourself the question, why did you get married? Why? What were your reasons? Because at that point, those reasons were compelling enough to move forward with it. And those reasons can still be alive and active and motivating now as you continue on in your marriage. And maybe the again is not necessarily the circumstances of the marriage, but more the feeling you want to have of feeling committed, of feeling like this is a yes for you, right? So I just wanted to say that for people who may, 
hear the title of this podcast and think like, well, I can't find the thing that I want again, because I can't find good times, good experiences, good seasons in this relationship. I just want to offer you, it may not entirely be true. So now that we've established that, let's assume for everyone listening now that we are on the same page, that there was a time in the marriage where things felt easy, exciting, passionate, they felt comfortable, they felt connected and happy, right? I want you to take yourself to that place, to a time in your marriage where it was just so good. I know for me, whenever I go to those places, it's usually a memory from a vacation And the thing that's coming up for me now as we're having this conversation is a trip that my husband and I took to, I think it was either Miami or Fort Lauderdale or somewhere in Florida where we were at a hotel on the beach. (laughs) That is my requirement for traveling. Like whenever we go somewhere, we have to be on the beach, ocean front. Those are the only things that I want. And my husband usually stays in the room because he likes to be on vacation in the bed watching TV or on his phone. And I like to be on vacation on the sand under a big umbrella with a frosted beverage and an audiobook, a journal, or just quiet time to think in my own brain. And so this is exactly what that trip was like. It was my birthday and we just had an amazing time. We got pedicures together. We ate all our meals together, like outside on the deck. And we had an amazing dinner and it was just the best, right? So when you think about your marriage being the best, I want you to think about it at three different levels. One is what you are doing, because that's the place where most of us can get to pretty quickly. Like, what were you doing? Was it something you were doing together? A place you were visiting? A conversation you were having? Really, you know, the tangible experience is something that our brains can pretty easily and quickly access. So I want you to think about what were you actually doing. I also want you to think about what you were feeling. So for me, as I think about this vacation, I was feeling so relaxed and stress-free, which is what vacations offer me all of the time, where there's no real timeline for anything. Like you just wake up and decide like, Am I hungry? Do I want to eat now? So the carefree relaxation and just like ease, right? This was a vacation we took probably, I want to say it was maybe like two years ago now. And we have been together on vacation enough at this point to know like what we like and we don't place expectations on each other, right? Like it's just like, 
I get to show up 100% how I like to be on vacation, and he gets to show up 100% on how he likes to be on vacation. And it's not a problem. Like we have just reached a point where neither one of us is like pressuring or upset if the other person doesn't want to do all the things that we want to do. So it just felt very easy because we were in a rhythm and it was like, hey, you're going to stay in the room all day and watch movies. Great. And I'm going to be on the beach getting all of the stuff. So as the room charges pile up, just know like that's what I do. (laughs) And there's no problem with any of us, right? So it felt so easy and Also, it just felt like we were in sync and just like on the same page with, hey, you want to eat now? Yeah, let's eat. What do you want to eat? I don't feel like going anywhere. Let's just go downstairs to the hotel restaurant, right? And it felt like we were both really just accommodating each other, right? It was like, hey, I want to do that. Okay, let's do that, right? So that's how I was feeling. I want you to think about for you in a moment when your marriage was amazing, how were you actually feeling? What were the emotions going on in your body? And then I want you to think about what were you thinking? What were the actual thoughts in your head? For me on this vacation, it was like, oh, I love spending time with him. Like, especially when we went to get our pedicures, right? Like, he likes it. And I just enjoyed that he liked it. And that was enjoyable to me. And that made our experience together even better, right? Literally, the main thought I had was I love spending time with him. And I love being on vacation. And we're having such a good time. And we're getting along so well. Those thoughts are magic. Take them and bottle them up (laughs) for yourself. All right. So now that you've identified what you were doing, how you were feeling, and what you were thinking, this is something you want to, I was joking when I said like bottle it up, but in actuality, that is what you want to do. You want to bottle this up and you want to cement in your mind that yes, this was a real experience that we had, that we shared together, and it's valuable. That experience is valuable. And I want you to use that experience as evidence for what is possible in the future. Because if it happened before with the two of you, it can happen again with the two of you. That imprint, that experience, that connection is inside of you still. The fact that you were able to conjure up that experience and that memory means that it's still there. It hasn't gone anywhere. And it's also there for your husband. It's there. He hasn't lost it either. No matter where you guys may find yourself right now, that connection, 
that enjoyment, that fun, that love, that passion, that excitement is still there, right? Now, where you are now is just a function of all of the things that have been layered on top of it. And you want to look at what has happened. What has happened since that time in your marriage where it felt amazing? There may be circumstantial changes, right? Maybe you changed jobs or he changed jobs. Maybe you've added children to the mix. Maybe there's been other transitions. Maybe you bought a home. Maybe you have greater financial responsibilities. Maybe something has happened with your extended family. Maybe, you know, a transition there. Maybe something has happened in your actual relationship where maybe there's been some betrayal of some sort, right? And when I talk about betrayal, I don't always only mean infidelity in the traditional sense, but maybe betrayal in the sense of your time and attention and energy was given somewhere else and the experience that created felt like a betrayal, right? This can happen with children. When you have children, your your spouse can feel betrayed in the sense of like they are no longer your priority. It can happen in other things that you're doing professionally. I know for me, when I started my business, my business became such an obsession. And I betrayed my husband with the time, energy, and focus I was giving to my business and not giving to him, right? So there's a lot of things that could be happening circumstantially that have layered themselves on top of the marriage that you really want and being in an amazing space together. Other things is maybe you both have changed and evolved, right? So maybe the things that were important to you earlier in the marriage, maybe the things that really satisfied you and fulfilled you earlier in the marriage are different now. I think about this a lot, again, even in my own marriage, where when my husband and I first started dating, I was really looking for security and consistency. I had history prior to him of dating people who were unfaithful. Not everybody, but some pretty significant relationships where my partner was unfaithful. And so knowing that that was the cycle I wanted to break in my dating life, I was so attracted to my husband's honesty, to his integrity, to his consistency and transparency. He was so clear (laughs) about his intentions, how he was processing decisions for being with me, all of that, right? And over the years, you know, once we had children and once a lot of things changed for me emotionally with like the passing of one of my very best friends and just a lot of anxiety that 
was created after having children and the identity shift that happened for me when I left my very successful professional career to start a business from scratch. There's a lot of things going on inside of me that changed my emotional temperament. And now when I think about what's most important to me in my relationship with my husband, it's having his support. It's having his encouragement. It's having his understanding and empathy for some of the things that I might be struggling with. And so you want to think about for you, like what has happened? Is it something very tangible, a situation, a transition, a life event that has created this shift in the marriage? Is it you and your needs and what's important to you now versus what might have been important to you before? You also want to look at what might have changed for your spouse, for your husband. Is there a transition that he's gone through? Are there needs that maybe he had at the beginning of the marriage that he doesn't have anymore, or they've been exchanged for other needs. Again, from the pages of our marriage, you know, I, um, when we first got together, right, I was in a profession where I was making a lot of money and my husband was making a lot of money. And so when we got together, it was just like, boom, we're going to be a power couple. So his needs for financial security were not agitated, right? Because we were in a circumstance where we were able to save the amount of money he wanted to save. We were able to make investments at the level that he wanted to. We were able to buy our house, you know, at the down payment level that he had in mind. And then when I quit my job and started a business from scratch, that financial security was called into question right? Like, okay, now we're relying on his one income and I'm investing a lot in building this business and not yet having that financial return. So his needs changed, right? Or maybe his needs didn't actually change, but they were agitated in a different way when they were no longer being met, right? So maybe that's happening in your marriage. Is there something that your husband had or you guys had together that was established and secure and something has changed to where that is now called into question. And maybe that's creating a little bit of distance and angst in the relationship, right? So knowing what happened is so important because one, just having the information also helps you know where to direct your time and attention to creating a solution. Right. So knowing that my husband was concerned about finances because I wasn't bringing in an income when I did start making money in my business, it was very important for me to share that with him and to bring to the table like, okay, this is what I'm making. This is how I can start re, you know, recontributing to our budget. Right. That was important because knowing that information, knowing what was changing for him helped me determine how I wanted to respond. Knowing what was changing for me in terms of my emotional temperament and my emotional needs also helped me to seek out support 
in other ways, right? And so, you know, let's say at the beginning of our marriage, my husband was able to support me emotionally at a level 80, right? And it just felt good because my emotional needs weren't that great. And it was just a wonderful match. But as my emotional needs increased, and maybe now I need emotional support at a level 200, and he's still operating at 80 because that's what he can give, then I know that my work is not in blaming him and dragging him along to be more empathetic and encouraging and all those emotional things that I wanted. But how can I find that in other aspects of my life? Where can I go to God for some of that? Where can I learn to support myself? Where can I branch out and make new friends that really, you know, love to support me in that way? Right? So knowing that is so, so important. Knowing what circumstances have created a shift is also important. Again, for us, having kids dramatically changed our relationship. Instead of doing everything together, we became a tag team, right? It's like, okay, you have the baby now, I'm going to go to sleep, right? So that going to bed at the same time and being able to pray when we go to bed and have those conversations, just that wasn't logistically happening because our physical circumstances were different. So we had to find other ways of creating that in light of the new reality of our life. Okay. So knowing what happened is so important. And it also just provides you with data. And I think in our marriages, so many times we operate out of drama instead of data. And so when you're just looking as objectively as you can at what actually happened, then you can remove the drama and you don't have to be all in your feelings about it. You don't have to blame. You don't have to feel shame or guilt or resentment. It's just like, these are the details. These are the facts. These are the data. And then you can respond to the data. Another part of this process in Loving your marriage again, the again part, is allowing yourself to grieve. This is a topic that isn't really talked about that much in the marriage space, but I think it's so important. When you've had an amazing start to your marriage and something happens and it's not going well, you have to allow yourself to grieve to grieve what you had before that you loved so much, to grieve where you thought you would be right now in your relationship, to grieve the possibility of something better that feels very far off right now. And so in your grieving, right, you get to process your emotions. And processing your emotions is so essential because in order for you to love your marriage again, There are certain emotions and certain experiences together that have to be released, right? You can't go into loving your marriage again with a lot of resentment. You can't go into loving your marriage again with a lot of unhealed hurt and pain. And so the grieving process is really the time you spend to take care of your emotions, to really 
you know, work through what's hurting you, what's upsetting you, to work through the expectations that you might have to put on the shelf for now and finding other additional ways to get those needs met while you work on the marriage. There is nothing wrong with grieving. And I want you to just think about how would you take care of yourself if you allowed yourself to just grieve this marriage? What would you be doing differently? Right? And then the last piece is beginning again. Begin again. I love this idea. And what I mean by that is not necessarily to begin again, to literally remanufacture and recreate what you had before, but it's defining a new what is new, right? It's redefining what loving your marriage looks like now given everything that you guys have gone through. Because yes, the experience and yes, the emotions is still inside of you, but a lot has changed. And so when you think about beginning again, creating a new, where I want you to start is I want you to actually start first with how you're feeling, not what you're doing, we always like to go to the action of like, oh, well, if that was working before, like, let's just start doing those things again. Yes, you could, but it wouldn't probably have the longevity and the staying power that you really want. So you want to go to how are you feeling? What is the feeling you want to recreate? What is the feeling you want to carry in your heart in this new phase of loving your marriage again? Then you want to think about what are the thoughts you will be thinking on purpose because it does require some intentionality. Now, before when it just felt like things were falling together and it was just effortless, you weren't even conscious of what you were thinking. But now it does require that consciousness. You have to know what you want to be thinking And you have to choose your thoughts to serve the emotions you want to have and to serve the experience you want to have in your marriage. So what I suggest, there's this concept my business coach teaches called a belief plan. Just like you have like a to-do list or an action item, I want you to think about what are the beliefs you are going to intentionally cultivate for yourself to feel the way you want to feel. So if what you want to feel is happy or enjoyment or peace, what are the thoughts that create that feeling for you? Right? I know whenever I want to tap into peace, one of the thoughts that always comes to me is all things are working together for my good. That scripture is just like, just covers everything for me when I want to tap into peace, right? Or even the one Jeremiah 29, 11, right? For I know the plans I have for you. So me as a believer, being able to just rest in God's sovereignty gives me that peace. And so those are the thoughts that I focus on. If I want to feel happy, one of the things that I think that I I got from another coach friend of mine when we were having a conversation 
And it's like, things are better than I'm even aware of. I know some of you are listening to that. You're like, what? No, things are not better than I'm even aware of. But I want you to just entertain it. Like, what if things are better than you even know? That will make you go looking for good things. And you will feel happy doing that. Promise. So after you've identified how you want to feel and you are clear about what you would be thinking, then we go to the actions. What do you want to do? What do you want to do if you're feeling happy and in love and you're thinking, I love this man. I'm thinking this marriage is so good. I'm thinking things are better than I'm even aware of. Then what would be your actions? Would you reach out to your spouse more? Would you be intentional about spending time together? Would you be giving them the benefit of the doubt and just not as offended by some of the things that he may say? Come up with a list of like what life would look like, how you would be operating when you're feeling the way that you want to feel and thinking amazing thoughts about your marriage. Okay, so this is it. This is the again part of loving your marriage again. (laughs) I hope that it has been helpful. This may be one of those episodes again where you might just need to re-listen and capture all the nuggets. But I want you to know that loving your marriage again is so possible for you. There may be things standing in your way right now, but all of those things can be removed. The things that are not working can be unlearned and undone. And I can help you do that. If you are at a place where you're like, yes, I am ready. Now is the time to get some help with my marriage, to work directly with a coach that gets exactly what I'm going through, that knows the exact plan and process to get me to a better place, then here I am. Here I am for you. So what I want you to do is I want you to go directly to my website, drshavon.com. You're going to click the tab that says work with me. You're going to schedule yourself a call with me directly. We will meet over Zoom. We will have a two-way conversation. I will hear everything that is going on. I will hear everything that you want for your marriage. And I will show you exactly how my coaching approach and my process will help you get there. So if you're ready to love your marriage again, I invite you to work with me directly. My website is the place you go to get started. All right. Thank you for tuning in today. I will see you in another podcast episode. Bye for now. Now, if you loved this episode, you will want to download a free resource I created called 13 Beliefs to Hold On To When Marriage Gets Tough. Download it at bit.ly forward slash 13 Marriage Beliefs. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash 13 Marriage Beliefs. And of course, I will be back with you next week. Until then, commit to loving your marriage again.